Welcome to the family with sitting in for as seen on TV, Dave Schrader, Cassie Schrader, and Andy Brant Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids, Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Off the good news to start the show today. Severe COVID-19 at lowest levels in months in Minnesota hospitals. Mask wearing and social distancing increased during the Omicron pandemic wave, but decreased after the peak. The number of COVID-19 patients requiring intensive care in Minnesota hospitals dropped to 178 on Monday. The lowest count since September 9th and another sign that the latest pandemic wave has peaked. Uh, Minnesota on Tuesday reported 10,409 coronavirus infections and 48 COVID-19 deaths. Reflecting cases that were identified over the weekend, the state also saw declines in all measures of pandemic severity. The positivity rate of COVID-19 testing dropped to 14.9% in the week ending January 30th, the first time it has been below 15% this year. Well, it's February, so um, Maybe that, that mean the past year? No, assume. do you think they mean... Well, yeah, because this year They're not is, talking about calendar yeah, year. Is, uh, hasn't been a year. Um, it is interesting, isn't it, that, it, that that is the political numbers keep coming out about uh, which political party's doing this and political party's doing that. All of a sudden, oh, forget about the uh, vaccinations uh, required to get into restaurants and bars. Let's forget about this. Let's take the mass mandates down. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it's going to cost you a dime, all of a sudden we don't need it anymore. Yep. 
They want their midterms is here, and they're uh, telling everyone, "Oh no, I was always on your side. You can do whatever you want." Oh God, it's so disgusting. I mean, seriously, why we let our politicians and the news media push us around the way we do, I will never understand. It just. You know, oh, it's the Democrats' fault. Oh, no, it's the Republicans' fault. And then if you watch the news, there are two signs to look for. And you can tell, by the way, you could show me a picture of someone, and if I don't know who they are, you know, obviously I know who they are, it wouldn't count. But if I don't know who they are, I can tell you by the look they have on their face whether they're on Fox or CNN. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there are two things. Fox Fox, uh, news anchors and reporters, well, the news anchors, not necessarily the reporters. Uh, The Fox News anchors all have this very arrogant look on their face, and the CNN reporters have this smug look on their face. Now, arrogant and smug are kind of the same thing, except for, I'm so pleased with myself. They're both wrong. Why don't you just report the news, and I always go back to the Don Shelby's and, and, and Dave Moore's of the world. They reported the news. They didn't make faces. They didn't look sad. They didn't look arrogant. They, didn't, they just sat there and did the news. They reported all the news, not just part of it. So um, it's pretty amazing. We've got how many, how many blue states now? I think there are five of them that have removed the mask mandate. Is that correct? Let's see. I believe so. I just New read Jersey an article. Did. Yeah. Well, because Fauci came out today and said that, you know, the pandemic is almost over. That's what he's starting to say now. So, I, you know, it's I don't know. I guess people are just going to have to use their heads because I have a feeling if we take away these mask mandates and these vaccine mandates, we're going to see a spike again. So oh, you think so? I, I do. Because I, I but, but the new variant that's out there it's like a really bad cold so mm-hmm. people aren't going to take it as seriously now i was in the er about a month ago because i was dealing with um severe rheumatoid arthritis flare and people and the reason why these hospitals are so backed up is that people are coming in with just common cold problems that have covid but they think they need to go to the hospital to treat it and that's why all these hospitals are backed up. I sat in the waiting room for five hours in severe pain. I could, And I had people going in that are, have, like, the sniffles, but they have to take them back <laughs> yeah. right away because they have COVID. Yeah, they talk about hospitals need... being overwhelmed. It's because people are going to the hospital for dumb reasons. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what, what to expect. I'm just going to, you know, use my judgment. I think people just need to start. You've seen their heads when it comes to this and just not follow what the news tells you or this politician tells you. Use your head. Think for yourself. If you feel you need to wear a mask, then yep. wear a mask. You know, I agree. It's just, it's, <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Andy can tell you, how, how many years has it been since all people in Japan wear masks anytime they get on public transportation or out in public, actually, right? It's been at least my entire life. Probably and it's been literally longer. over 30 years they, mm-hmm. in Japan. They wear masks everywhere they go. With if they're sick. Yeah, if they're sick. Sick yeah. people wear masks in Japan. It's considered a common courtesy. Right. Indeed. So, why don't we just get to the point where we're not making tons and tons and billions and billions of dollars uh, off of this COVID thing? Uh, and look, uh, I when this COVID thing started, it, it was revealed that if you have diabetes, you have COPD. If you're overweight, all these things are really, really dangerous. So I lost 101 pounds because I don't have COPD and I don't have diabetes. 
So I went at it and went, lost all that weight and figured, well, if my family doesn't want me to die, I better drop some weight. So I did, right? Yeah. So I'm sorry, but, but part, part of this whole deal is if you smoked and got COPD, you knew you weren't supposed to be smoking. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to run you into the ground, man. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. But you know smoking's not good for you. I smoked from the time I was 11 to 21, and then I quit. Um, I was never diagnosed as alcoholic, but I quit drinking. Matter of fact, I went through di- analysis twice on that, and they said, you're not, you're not an alcoholic. You just are a bad drinker, as in your <laughs> attitude. <laughs> <coughs> Hard to believe, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> Cassie, what do you think? Just really hard to believe, I think. That's all I'm uh, saying. But, um, yeah, I, I just, now, of course, here's what I really love. We're going to make everybody better, and we're, gonna, we're all going to get healthy, except for the fact that we're now going to take the taxpayers' money and buy crack pipes for people. What? Did you see that one? Yes, I did. No. President Biden is going to give free crack pipes to drug addicts. Are you trying to kill them? Uh, what are you doing? So we wouldn't want to treat them. We would like to help them kill themselves. Is that what we're doing? Well, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, and you and I have to pay for the crack pipe. So there you go. I mean, you could kind of justify the free needles for heroin addicts thing with, you know, like sharing needles spreads AIDS and that kind of thing. But right. crack yeah. pipes just doesn't make – well, for one – you can I mean, go to any gas station in a uh, very meth-heavy or crack-heavy area, right. and they're going to sell things that are crack pipes that are disguised as something else. Right, but every exactly. crack addict knows exactly what they are, and they're like mm-hmm. 75 cents. So what exactly, what problem is this solving? It is solving yeah. no problems. It's just, once again, they're using our tax money to buy votes. Yep, exactly. That's all they're doing. They're using our tax money to buy votes. It's all about them. If you think any of these politicians, other than a handful out of the seven billion in America, actually give a rat's ass about you, you're nuts. They couldn't care less about us. It's about them being famous. It's about them being on national television. And it's about them making a ton of money. That's what our politics, our politics now in America are all about money making and being famous. It's all they care about. Yep. I, I just, why we're going to buy crack pipes for people. Why? Because I got to believe if you're a crack addict and you get COVID, you're going to die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I can't be imagine being a crack addict. You're in top, no, you know, health. I wouldn't think. <laughs> so I have a feeling no. yeah, that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Look, we, we literally have to get to a point where I'm sorry, but you made the decision and now you're paying the price for it. Doesn't mean I want you to die. Doesn't mean I want you to suffer. But you made really bad choices and now you got to pay mm-hmm. for them. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but that's the way it is. I never got into heroin. I never got into LSD. I never got into crack or any stuff because I knew it was really, really bad for you, and I ain't going to do it. Even when I was a big drinker, I never did any of that stuff because I knew it was a bad deal. Um, you know, and the, the drinking was enough anyway, I suppose. But I, I just, I'm getting to the point, and I hate to sound so severe, like I don't, it's not that I don't care about people. I am sick to death of taking care of everyone else's problems when they could take care of their own problems if they'd get their head out of their ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, you feel like you're enabling just bad behavior yeah. constantly when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, it's just like, you know, you have a a 500-pound, you know, brother and you keep giving him waffles and fried chicken every day yeah. for food. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to help the cause, you know. 
and, and giving crack addicts free crack pipe that is so bizarre to me it, get them in treatment use that if you want to raise our taxes and use our tax dollars you know start making more treatment centers that are affordable and you know because some of these uh rehab centers they're like spas and they're like eighty thousand yeah, dollars for sure like are. six months who can afford that right you know? right well, the sad thing is a lot of crack addicts do not want to get clean no so there is that no, yeah. I mean, that's exactly, look, we make our own choices, and, and I understand. And as I said before, uh, my friends wanted me to get uh, vaccinated, so I did, and mm-hmm. I still got COVID, because mm-hmm. uh, apparently my booster was too close to going to Nashville. Well, what happened to the initial injection I got? Why didn't that work? Yeah. You know, fine, I don't care. I've been injected with a number of things before. I don't care about that stuff. I'm... I'm tough. You can inject whatever you want in here. I don't give a rat's ass. I'll fight through it. You know, I just, I'm getting sick to every little thing that we have to pay for. It's, it's driving me crazy. It really is. Yeah. I had another, well, it's Tony Lee. Tony Lee's looking for a, a retirement home to put his parents in, you know, mm-hmm. his mom and dad. The number that he gave me, I can't tell you where they're going to go, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, for all things involved, a little rent, and a little, uh, you know, special care, which I thought insurance would take care of, but doesn't. Often doesn't, Because you, f- you fool, you got older. What's wrong with you? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing comes to between 150 and 200 grand a year. Yep. Yep. So you're probably going to the memory care then, I'm guessing. No, memory. not yet. No? No. Memory care is very, very expensive. Because they can't remember anything? Yes. You know what I would do if I went to memory care and they charged me 200 grand? I'd go, oh, I forgot to pay you. Did I you forgot, my care? I forgot my checkbook. I forgot my checkbook. Sorry. <laughs> I can't pay you. You're out yeah. of this. Yeah, we're going through that right now with my grandmother. Oh. Um, yeah, because we, uh, yeah, we, had, we had to sell her house. We had to sell everything in her house because yep. she had a lot of antiques and stuff. And I just talked to her the other day, and she's like, I feel so bad. I have nothing to leave you. I mean, she was kind of morbid. Every time I'd go down there, she would walk around the house and be like, what do you want when I die? And she she would put your initials on it. Hmm. But but she's like, I have nothing to leave you. I said, Grandma, I would rather have the items that you wanted to give me sold and to pay for your care instead of it coming to my house and sitting on my shelf and collecting dust. So, you know, but yeah, it's extremely expensive and yeah, we had to sell everything in order for to pay. I think it's going to cover her for two years. So I don't know. It's ridiculous. And yeah, and and Medicare and that stuff doesn't pay for that assisted living. I think the only time that insurance will cover anything is if you're more in like hospice care or more in a hospital setting. Mm. So you know, one of my favorite things, and Andy, I don't think Andy knows this yet. Maybe I brought it up to you, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So I went on, you know, Medicare and all that stuff a few years ago because I turned the right age to go on Medicare. Although I didn't go on it until I was a few years past the deadline and all that stuff. I didn't jump on it right away. But when I first got uh, the, the insurance for Andy, Alex, Catherine, and me, uh, it was about $1,100 a month. And it wasn't that long ago. 1100 bucks a month. And then I went on Medicare, so I got off it. So there was Catherine, Andy, and Alex. Mm-hmm. The rate went from $1,100 to $1,800. Mm-hmm. I got off, and it went up. 
Yeah. So that was interesting. <laughs> and then we uh, added uh, Melissa to the uh, to the program to the docket. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm off it, and it just went up to uh, about twenty four hundred a month. Oh God! In a matter of a few years, it went from eleven hundred to twenty four hundred dollars a month, and l- they lost a a sixty seven year old man and added a what a twenty seven year old woman. She's thirty now. Oh, she's thirty now. God, that's yep. amazing. So, so they take a sixty-seven-year-old man off and put a thirty-year-old woman on, and almost double the price. Uh-huh. What is that? How are they allowed to do things like that? I don't get it. Do you get it? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the insurance companies I know, health insurance companies took a huge hit when the Affordable Care Act was enacted. Oh, that's because I went, you know, and I went through a lot, a lot of headache and a lot of trouble when that happened, and I. It, Pretty much, and I even I even wrote a letter to the Department of Commerce saying because uh, what happened was is I was using a copay card from my um, for my Humira because it's extremely expensive. We're talking eighteen hundred dollars per shot, and I have to take oh, yeah. two a year. And they, you know, so the the pharmaceutical company gave us a copay plan where they would cover some out of pocket expenses, and they used to apply that to the deductible. Well, then once the Affordable Care Act was enacted and health insurance companies were getting hit hard, they basically told us you can't use those copays towards your deductible anymore. You're responsible for your deductible. I said, well, my deductible. Yep. And they said my deductible was already met. Well, we reinstated your deductible. So I'm like, wait, you're collecting two deductibles for me in a calendar year? And my deductible was $11,000. And they were like, yep, that's what we're doing. So I even wrote a letter to the Department of Commerce. I'm like, is this even legal? And they said they can do what they want. And I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. They can do (laughs) what they want. You should never allow anyone to do what they want. That's a bad idea. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's coming from the pharmaceutical company or my checking account, you're getting paid. Why does it matter where it comes from? Because basically the pharmaceutical company was covering my deductible because my medication was so expensive that mm-hmm. I was covered 100% once it was met. But they were trying, the insurance companies were trying to get out of paying 100% for people's care because they were getting hit so hard because prices went up on everything once that Affordable Care Act was enacted. Because, I mean, granted, the the bill itself, it was nice to have that pre-existing condition. That I really like, where they can't deny you with a pre-existing condition. That's important. That's about the only good thing that came out of that bill. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, you know, I mean, and then you had, you know, like you're paying for yourself. You're paying pregnancy care. Well, you can't get pregnant, Tom. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's just no, like, it's going to be tough. Yeah, so that's why everything went up because they, you know, you couldn't a la carte things anymore. You you had to have just one lump sum, and the insurance companies had to cover everything. So uh, we have a traffic jam on the phone lines. We have a uh, traffic oh, jam, yeah. baby. Three people on hold. All right. Ooh. First up is. Oh wait, a minute, Andy. Yes. Uh, what, what time do we start this segment? Uh, I think we're like 17 minutes in. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. I think it's 18, actually. So I wanted to make sure. Yep. All righty. Right. Who do you have first, Andy? Uh, Joe, I think, was first. Is it Joe of Louisville? Yes, it is. No, Joe in Louisville. Joe, oh, you are in Louisville, not of Louisville. That's right, I forgot. At what point do you become of? What if you live there for 50 more years? 
then I'm doing pretty damn good considering I'm at 50 years old right now. Hey, my grandpa's <laughs> 95, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It happens. What's up, Joe? Well, I heard you talking about a diabetic badass with COPD and assumed you were talking about me, so I'd call in and see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that right? I, would, I didn't even know I was talking about you. Honest to God. But you've taken care of all that. Now, you, you went and took care of your health, though, right? I'm, I'm working, on, working on it, yeah. I got rid of the well, alcohol. I'm trying to get rid of smoking and trying to lose 150 pounds that I put on when I quit alcohol. Oh, yeah. You put on 150 pounds when you quit drinking? Yeah, um, I've had to explain this quite a bit. You see, when you, when you drink whiskey, one of the ingredients in whiskey that keeps you addicted, not only is it the alcohol, but it's sugar. Sugar, oh, that's sure. what makes you drunker. Now, when you remove one source of sugar, you have to replace it with another short source. True. My source was ice cream, donuts, cake, cookies, candy. <laughs> That'll happen. Uh, that will happen, three, man. Maybe four gallons of ice cream a week. Oh. Now, Joe, I need to know you personally. How many crack pipes have you bought for the uh, drug addicts uh, today? <laughs> Just you personally. I don't do crack. I don't mess with that shit. Well, I know. You what pay I'm saying taxes, is, don't, don't you? You pay taxes. You're buying crack pipes. Did yeah. you know that? Can you get in trouble for something like that? I mean, that's just just distributing. You would think. Uh, Narcotic paraphernalia. Yeah, it's drug paraphernalia. And the United States <laughs> government is taking taxpayer money and buying them and giving them to crackheads. We are, we, you're right. We're actually committing a crime, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, son of a bitch. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're accessory. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've watched cops. I see them go into cars and pull crack pipes out. Yeah. And they, oh, this is drug paraphernalia. You're getting yep. arrested. Wasn't well, it yeah. interesting so in the 80s and 90s, they were... Uh, Federal government was accused of getting people hooked on crack, and now they're like, let's get people hooked on crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Let's just do what they said we were doing. Uh, so, Joe, what's the answer? That's what we need to know. I don't know, man. They, didn't, they put him in office to get the orange butt plug out of, the, out of office. <laughs> the orange butt plug, also known as Donald Trump. There you go. <laughs> See, this is a good, solid, centrist show. We don't like anybody. Nope. <laughs> it's a wonderful no, it thing. Man, just What'd start working for us. Stop working for you. Yeah, that'd we be nice. You there. Yep, you're right. You're right. No question. All right, well, you stay after your health, Pally. we got other callers to get to, but I appreciate your call today, and I'm glad to hear things are going well. Stay after it. We can, I did it. You can do it. No doubt about Always. it. Always. All right, Pally. Thanks. Take care. You too. Joe of Louisville. Let's get it right. Who we got next, Andy? Next would be Officer Dave. Officer Dave. Hey, how many crack pipes do you buy today, Officer Dave? I don't have to buy them. I can shake any car and they fall out like... This is true. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They're so common and they're so cheap. It's like, why are they focusing on this of all things? It's all... Tom, I sent you the text, Andy. Yep. Tom, you nailed it. 100%. He is buying the votes that he's going to, that he's pissing the people off. You know, you've talked yep. about the F Joe Biden signs, and he's trying to buy back those votes. That's all he he's is. doing. And that's what these politicians that's, do. They use yeah. our tax money to buy votes. It just pisses me off. And how that's yep. legal, I don't get it. 
every politician's job is to be reelected. That's the only thing they do. Yep, that's true. You're I right. swear to God. And then you're talking about the insurance. My mother mm-hmm. uh, passed away two years ago. For two and a half years, she fought diabetes, kidney failure. She was a double amputee, could not afford assistance. Insurance would not pay for assisted living because she was too independent. She did all this stuff, double amputee, in her wheelchair, in her own house, until she died. But they wouldn't pay for it because she was too independent. And poor. <laughs> but crack uh-huh. addicts, they can get a crack pipe. That's great. Oh, yeah. Mem- Tom, you got my you- blood pressure fired up today, my boy. Well, I'm sorry about that, but mine's been fired up all day, too. I'm I'm getting so sick, and I just keep turning to Martin Luther King. You you notice how Martin Luther King is not popular anymore? One of the number one reasons that people go, oh, Martin Luther King, he he didn't know what he was talking about, is because he said, uh, base your opinion on someone not on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character which is how we should judge people. I don't give a rat's ass what your skin color is. If your character sucks, you suck. Okay, if it's good, you're good. Exactly. Preach. Preach, Preach, baby. Preach. Martin Luther King Jr. said it. I've been repeating it my whole life, and these people deny him now because he's right. And I've told people this before, Officer Dave, and I don't know, Andy, if you've ever heard me say it, but I've warned people, don't you come around me telling me that all white men are racist because my son is a white man, and I'll knock your ass out. You got it? Mm-hmm. Do not talk about it. my son I like that. I love it. It's true. Amen to you that. Will, you will Amen not talk that. about my son right, like that. Aside. Yep. I'll step aside and let the 85 other callers get in here. But I, I had to vent. <laughs> Thanks for letting me borrow your shoulder, Tommy. You're Andy a good man, Kathy, Officer I love Dave. you guys. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. We'll take a break. Take care, Be right guys. Bye. Love you all. Love you too, Pally. We got more callers right after this break. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit bloomingtonboatshow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Cassie in for Dave Schrader. What the hell? Where's Dave? Where did he go? Oh, he's busy doing some Zoom interview thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, for crazy. Here well, we, we go. Well, we got a lot going on. Um, he ju- he launched his new uh, podcast, Paranormal Sixty. So it's just been a lot of working wheels and you know just trying to get all the i's dotted and the t's crossed for the new show but it's going well and he's enjoying the new format so yeah if you if anybody wants to follow dave just find him on facebook twitter and he always posts his show there and he his shows air on youtube every monday evening there you go andy i have a question for you Uh uh-huh Ethan is now three months and two days old. Yep. Do you feel that now, what I just said about you, that if somebody called Ethan a racist, would you just kick him right in the nuts? Well, I mean, I don't know. Someone calls a baby a racist, I think that might well, be Well, I don't mean it. I mean touched as a gr- in the head, so I might call a, <laughs> yeah, call a psychologist or something. <laughs> but do you, you have that feeling, the, the first time when you were born, the minute you were born and they handed you to me and I held you in my arms... I told you this before, I I loved you immediately, same with Alex, obviously, but I loved you immediately, and I had this thing like, I'm going to protect this kid for the rest of my life, and if anybody touches Mm -hmm. him, it's their ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I will not put up with all white men are racist. No, my my son's a white man. Shut up, all right? Get the hell out of my Mm -hmm. face. Again, content of character, not color of skin. Grow up, for Christ's sake. All right. Well, let's hope. <laughs> so someday yeah. maybe it'll happen. All right, we well, have more call, more calls, Andy. Uh, we got Wendy. Wendy. Hello. How are you guys today? Uh, we're doing extremely well. I, mean, I heard that all white women are racist. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm not, but you know, it's it's hard to fight something like that. You know, no, I it's mean, not. Nobody's well, had enough. If you say no. But um, my question was actually, hey, hey, Cassie, how you doing? Love Dave's new show. Um, oh, thanks, Wendy. We, I, you were talking about the uh, prescription cards and the whole dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. Over the years, I have become super good at how to find the lowest possible, you know, the lowest possible amount to pay. And it started when um, my husband. God, it's been like 10 years ago. My husband had AFib. And before he ended up getting the uh, ablation surgery, which, you know, knock on wood, so far so good, he had to have this medicine that was really expensive. And I can't even remember what it was called. But even with the copay, it was like $200 a month. And I was like, ugh, there's got to be a better way for this. Well, I did like a whole night's worth of searching and found that apparently there was a card through uh, through the manufacturer that I could use, you know, we could use to 
bring the price down and it it's like if you have insurance coverage that's in this case it would bring it down to i think we paid ten dollars a month or something like that after it Mm. and so i was super happy about that but unfortunately what it's become in the prescription game as it were is it's been kind of a kind of a study to see who will do the homework to pay the least amount of money Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. it's it's really unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate that they make you work so hard to do it. But I, you know, I have one or two medications I take too that I had to go that route with because otherwise they would be seriously, you know, denting my checkbook. But it's uh, message me afterwards, and we'll see if we can find something for you that will make your medication more affordable. No, yeah. Because there's, there's, there's usually a way. It's just you have yeah. to. I end up having to do a lot of work to do it, and I'm super good at arguing with the well, presenting. Not case, you. We say. I should have been a lawyer. I think. Probably. <laughs> really good probably at research true. and. Well, I mean, it was a three-month fight once with the or three-month discussion with the insurance company. There was a drug that apparently I have an allergy to, a, a fantastic rash. And I kept telling my doctor and I kept telling the people that the, the people would not approve the new drug. And my, I wrote up this really nice, you know, thing about my symptoms and everything. And my doctor presented it. My doctor was even, you know, turned away like twice. And on the third time she said, because I, she sent me what she sent them. And it says in big letters, what part of the word, she's allergic to this drug, don't you understand? You can't <laughs> tell her, okay, well, we don't have this one, but we'll give you we'll, we'll give you the same one. It's like, she's allergic. And it took three <laughs> months and I called them my VP of benefits at my company to get them to change this. So they're going to keep hanging on. You just have to learn how to be super persistent about it because sooner or later they'll give up and they'll give in and they'll approve it. I mean, that shouldn't have to be the case. Quite often it is. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I just take notes every time I have to, you know, every time I have to go through something like that with one of them. So I know, you know, skip the steps that didn't work and go to the ones that do. Yeah, no question. I'm about I'm about to read something to the three of you in our audience, and the last two words in it you are not gonna like. It's we've been talking about this on this podcast for at least a year, year and a half. Okay, okay. I will read it now. The headline reads: J and J, in other words, Johnson and Johnson, is pausing COVID vaccine production. Has anybody seen this story yet? No. Uh-uh. Okay, you're going to love the last two words in this paragraph, boy. J&J is pausing COVID vaccine production. Um, move is said to be temporary, but some raising concerns. The only Johnson & Johnson plant that had been making uh, usable batches of the company's COVID-19 vaccine is no longer producing it, a move that could reduce the global supply of the vaccine by a few hundred million doses, sources tell the New York Times. This must be pretty important, don't you think? It's going to reduce the vaccine supply by f- a few hundred million doses. That, that's scary. Must be something really important, I would think, why they're pausing production. J&J quietly made the move late last year, switching the Netherlands facility to producing an experimental vaccine for another virus that may end up 
more profitable. Yeah. Oh, no. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Oh. Wendy, Wendy, I can't oh. take this anymore. I, they're pausing, and it's going to cost a few hundred million doses to make more money. When are people going to start waking up? We've been talking about that on this show for two years. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh. and everybody knows it. And, you know, honestly, the one thing that needs to be done to really put a chokehold on this is to tighten the lobbying laws in Washington. Yes. Or just yes. so that lobby- lobbyists are not allowed in Washington. Because once lobbyists aren't allowed you're going to find that a lot of laws may change. God, I hope mm-hmm. so. I mean, I, not just may change, will change. Because if they're not, if they're not giving the money, if they're not buying their particular candidates, the candidates get a lot more pushback from their constituents. And you're going to find that their votes may change a bit. No question. Oh, by the way, I should point out that I read that from Newser, which is a very liberal news site. So it's not like some far right news site is trying to throw uh, sticks at people. This is Newser, very, very liberal. Uh, I read them all. You know, I read the conservative ones, the, the liberal ones. I, I read all of them. And when I got to those two words, it may end up more profitable. I went, oh, God, you pigs. Mm-hmm. How can you well, take a few hundred million doses away? Well, what they, well, they're obviously because those doses may be given away for more than they can charge other people for them. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what they really need. If they want to show more profitability, what they need to do is they need to go through and audit themselves and find out where their money's going. Because yeah. the money that they throw out the door trying to influence other people through lobbying and what have you, that if they didn't have to spend that money anymore, things might be a little more profitable. God, I hope they make enough profit to give uh, crack pipes to crackheads. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Well, that, that's what they should do, Tom. Oh, yeah. What they should do is you get a free crack pipe when you go get your vaccine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> there, there. Let's just make this like interesting if you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that would make well, it interesting. Maybe, maybe like a like a brand new bong or something. <laughs> Could be a new bong that it worked crack pipe. I like it all. There's no you question know, about it. It's kind of like like a favorite shopper program. If you earn enough points, you know, at this will be get a crack pipe, at this will be get a bong, you know. Yeah, why not? Something like Maybe that. Maybe a date can. Yeah. Now, Andy, you're the youngest in the crowd here. What do you think of the fact that we're out there just praising the Chinese for the Olympics and they're, of course, own slaves and they make, you know, tons of American products are made by slaves, but that's okay. Johnson Johnson's going to take away a few hundred million doses of the vaccine so they can more, make more profit off the new ones. You got Chris Cuomo, who got fired for diddling women that he didn't uh, need to go anywhere near. And now did you see that he wants $60 million in go-away money? Did you see that? Sure, and I'm sure he'll get it. So you committed a crime, several crimes actually, and you want $60 million. What are you trying to do, give Italians a bad name? Ah! What do you think of that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on who CNN's connected to them. It depends on who CNN's connected to. Maybe Chris Como will have, uh, you know, an unfortunate accident, finger quotes, and then they won't well, have to pay the $60 million. Yeah, maybe. There's a possibility. I, I just, all the things that we've talked about on this show and some on the KQ Morning Show, but mostly on this show, all the things that were predicted by you people on here and, and, and all of us, 
they're all coming true. It's, we, we read it right in the first place. This is, has nothing to do with anything other than making money. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. Well, it's always been the case. This has always been happening. It's yeah, you're just right. that, unfortunately, the greater presence of social media, for the good or for the bad, yeah. has brought it to life. Yeah. That is true. You're absolutely right about that. It's uh, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Jesus, I just saw. I had, we got we to gotta lighten the moment up. And this is not the way to lighten it up, but I'm lightening it up with this anyway because I don't know how the hell. I just said, well, you know, he's Italian. So I was sent a story about what happened in Italy uh, this week. You ready for this one? Hmm. The residents of Como, Italy. I've been in Como. It's beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Lake Como, the whole deal, gorgeous, Villa d'Este. The residents of Como, Italy, have been invited to the funeral of a woman who died. Uh, they just discovered her body. CNN reports that the uh, body of Marinella Barretta was found sitting in a chair in her living room. They found her body. She was sitting in a chair in her living room, so she probably died watching TV last week or something, right? No, uh, she's been dead in that chair for three years. Oh, she embalmed. She would have. She would have decomposed by then. They said she's badly decomposed. (laughs) How about if you're the next door neighbor? Don't you go? What is that funky smell? Yeah, that's what I would think. (laughs) She's been sitting there for three years, dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody checked on her. That's the kind of smell that in the middle of the country you'd even be able to smell. <laughs> you're, you're right. Oh, here's a good line here. Um, well, yeah, but it looks the, the it's thought that she died near the end of 2019. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. that's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> she died in 2019. It was three years ago. I'm sorry. It just was. So, There's 22, COVID, 21, 20, COVID, and then you get to 19. COVID patient zero. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's the original. <laughs> she's COVID patient zero. There you have it. I don't know, man. There's some really, really weird news out there. So what do we do about all this? What do we do about these people lying and causing us to hate one another? All of this has caused buildings to be burned to the ground. People don't want cops around anymore. They're going to do this. They're going to do it. I still love the fact that you can burn down every city in America. But boy, if you hold up a Canadian flag in Detroit, you should go to prison. What? I mean, they're railing on these Canadian protesters that came across the border. All they're doing is saying, just leave us alone. They know it's a scam. And, of course, these politicians gain mightily from these scams. They make a lot of money because some of that money is uh, trickled off to the politicians, too. Don't kid yourself. So Trudeau's making money off of this deal, and that's why he's so pissed off. Well, considering the amount of protesters versus the population of Canada, right. there's a lot more percentage-wise people, you know, that are protesting than you would think. I mean, I, I've seen the pictures, and like I said, my, my family used to own a trucking company, so, mm-hmm. you know, I've right. been kind of looking at some trucking sites to see. And they have. there are people that have set up, like, GoFundMe's, which GoFundMe has dismantled because they're what do they call them a terrorist cause or something so they've been dismantling these funds set up to help the people that are in the care you know on the convoy and it's uh, but you know it, it would be a lot different if they were protesting something that was more 
socially akin to what the government right. in Canada would support. I mean, literally, there's like between the two GoFundMe's, there's been over $20 million, $20, $30 million that they they have canceled those. And it's like, I think better give the people back their money. And, and yeah, well, it'd be nice, I, I tell you. I And we only got a couple of minutes left here, but I, I, it, it all ties in. There's no question. I have a couple of relatives. I have several friends. I have friends of friends and people telling me stories. They come up to me on the street and tell me these stories now. That this whole woke thing has reached the workplace to the point where these people are quitting their jobs, men and women, because these woke mm-hmm. folks are getting so obnoxious and so pushy, they can't stand working with them anymore. I, I just, I don't understand. I, I I have a tough enough time working with people because some of them just think they know everything. You know, let's not, let's just overlook the fact that I brought in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to this place. Yeah, why don't you bitch at me? What a great idea. I mean, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing the way people are acting right now. You are disgusting and obnoxious pigs. Shut up and do your job. How about that? Right? I'm glad I work at home. So when I, you know, I'm in like a meeting that's not on camera with these people, I can just roll my eyes and take a drink of my coffee and be like, yeah, there you whatever. Go. Well, I but work Kathy, from home too. Kathy, do, do message me later though, and we'll find a way to see if we can find a way to get that prescription cost down for you. Okay, we'll do. Oh, that'd be good. All right, Wendy, get back to work. Damn it. Um, yeah, I'm slaving away in my basement. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm slaving away at my house, too, so it all works out in the end. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You have a good have day. Good rest of the week. Bye. Thank Bye. you very much. Wendy with us, ladies and gentlemen. Great calls today. Stacey Abrams apologized Tuesday after a photo of her maskless among a group of masked school children went viral. The Democratic candidate for governor, uh, Georgia governor, was doing a read aloud at uh, Decatur Elementary School last week for Black History Month and says she had been uh, wearing a mask but took it off so the students uh, to read so students were listening on in on Zoom could hear her. In the excitement after I finished, uh, because it was so much fun working with those kids, I took a picture, and that was a mistake. She says, protocols matter, and protecting our kids is the most important thing, and anything that can be perceived as undermining that is a mistake, and I apologize. Uh, by the way, they don't uh, tell you the rest of the story. This is from CNN, and this is a problem I have with Fox and CNN. You only tell one side of the story, and I'm getting real sick of that, too. Because that very same school, that very same day, they found seven more pictures of Stacey Abrams not wearing a mask. So she's lying. She's just flat yeah. out lying. Well, yeah, all of them are. But why do we, why do we put up with lying? Man, I work with a couple of people. All they do is lie. Not on the show. They're off the show. But they, every time they open their mouth, it's a lie. What happened? Why, why is it? And then politicians and political parties are the ones that... that taught us that it's okay to lie your ass off as long as there's a benefit in it for you, right? Mm-hmm. I, why do we keep putting up with these people? I just, I, look, you said, oh, it was a mistake. I just took it off so they could, they could hear me on Zoom, and I shouldn't have done it. it was a, I apologize. Once you mention these seven other times you took your mask, or you not, did you wear a mask ever? Did you ever have a mask? Because yeah, every right. picture they took of her, she did not have a mask on, so I don't know what the hell she's trying to pull. I don't know. And again, I'm not trying to go after Democrats today. I'm going after everybody today. It's just the Democrats today are really pissing me off, and tomorrow it'll be the Republicans that are really pissing me off. 
Well, These people need to get their head out of their ass and do their jobs instead of just out there making tons of money off of you and me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I sent you the news story. It's in the calendar. But, like, today, Congress moves to ban members from trading stock as Pelosi drops her opposition. So, now, <laughs> and I'm, She's like, thinking, enough money. Right. Well, isn't her husband in, what, what does her husband do again? Isn't he, He's like, an investment big, advisor, I think. Yeah, so now they're trying to, so what they're going to do, that's when they're going to weasel in the lobbyist to try and manipulate the stock market. But it's funny because mm-hmm. now this, once this article came out, the stock market went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The stock market went up again today. You're, you're right about that. Yeah. Look, for new listeners, I want to make it very clear. This is not a far right radio show, nor is it a far left radio show. I'm going after a lot of Democrats today because there are a lot of Democrats in the news. Whomever is in the news, they're the ones we talk about. Today, it's a lot of Democrats demanding a lot of things that are psychotic and ridiculous, a lot of lying going on. And again, tomorrow, it'd probably be Republicans. Who the hell knows? We have got to get these people. We, we've got, But the reason they can get away with this is the people out there that uh, go to the booth. What, you ever told the truth in your life either? Because you must lie as much as they do if you can put up with it. I don't need mm-hmm. to lie to people. You don't like it? Get the hell away from me. I don't yeah. need to lie to people. You, you lie to people to kiss ass and make money. I, I make a fine living. I don't have to lie to make money. Yeah. Well, other than the just, fact that I like some people, I lie about that. You know, just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, what? Well, it's just just like the old saying goes, how do you know a politician's lying? They, they're opening their mouth. Yeah, exactly. So. That mouth is moving. Yep, they're lying. So. Ah, God. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with Hour 2. Got a special guest in Hour 2, do we not, Andrew? Yep. Yep. All right, we'll be back well, in a few minutes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say, I got a jet. I just wanted to come in and say hi to everybody. But um, all right. Well, I just. I've nice got a jet. Really? I okay, do. Okay, why don't you settle do. down, Fabian? I have, lot, <laughs> I have a lot going on today. So. All right. Well, um, thanks for coming on. and Say hello to Dave for us. Will do. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, Andy, we'll be back in uh, about, what, five minutes, seven minutes, something like that? Well, the guest is 12.25, so 15 minutes from now, so I guess maybe 10 minutes. Okay, 10 minutes. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. We'll be back in 10.